What is up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. <laughs> I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your host, Willie. We are a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free. If you like the show, you can find more of us. On TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Or as we collectively get rebaptized. <laughs> dude that story is fucking (laughs) nuts oh dude i like i didn't know if we were gonna talk about it because i didn't see it on reddit did you read like the implications it's insane so and by the way you saw it on tiktok right no no i saw it i've maybe yeah what a what a week it's been dude tell me about it it's been rough you, you know what else is rough? I think we should just address this at the top of the show. Reddit was rough this week. Not a lot of joy. Did not spark joy. <laughs> if I have to read another story about somebody with cancer, I, I don't have enough tears in me. Honestly. Or Ottawa trucking companies. Ugh. Like, I've learned so much about something I care so little about. <laughs> Which one? Canada or trucking? I companies. love Canada. I apparently don't lock, like blockades. <laughs> Here's what we're about to do, Scott. It's late for me. I was asleep in within 20 minutes yesterday this time. So in my hand is a melatonin. Oh, you're just going gonna to pop it, pop it live here on the show. He's doing it, folks. Uh, he has put the chewable in his mouth. He's uh, masticating it straight to hell, <laughs> which is... No- <laughs> Normally what he does before he goes to bed anyway. Don't worry. Even if you weren't religious and were baptized, we're all probably going now. (laughs) We have no choice. We have no choice. (laughs) So the countdown starts, buddy. 30 minutes and I'm snoozing. 30 minutes and it's going to be rough in here. (laughs) Our upvotes and downvotes are just going to be you (laughs) slurring and drooling. (laughs) This week my downvote. Now I will say... We have a special episode, hopefully coming to you next week, because I'm going out of town. Willie is leaving us for the uh, the friendly confines of uh, spring training, right? Yeah, I I'm not gonna go watch any baseball. You you can't because there's there is no baseball. I just want to visit the infamous Florida man. Yeah, you uh, you booked what? It was a couple like a week One at Mar-a-Lago? whole week. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> the only people that are supposed to know my voting rights are the people that uh, leaked it, apparently. <laughs> that Not voting rights. But did you see this week? This is I, I wasn't going to cover it in the thing, but a hacker hacked into the website that's hosting all of the donations for that blockade in Canada. Yeah. Another hacker hacked into uh, Credit Suisse and leaked all of the apparently... Uh, secret transactions that are happening there so big week for leaks scott speaking of pulling an f have you ever failed a class uh no no i got a d once d's nuts (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) i sent you a link and this is this is from a post from funny that says perchance now, what I want you to realize oh. is <laughs> Phil here, Phil is in a philosophy class, and he, he wrote a paper. It was his midterm paper. Oh, Phil. The, the title of this paper 
which Phil got an F on, was titled Mario, the idea versus Mario, the man. So Already ridiculous. The way, the way that I want this to go is I want you to read the text as if you were Phil and I will be the teacher. I'm going to read the notes on the conversation. You're going to read what the teacher graded. Okay, here we go. Everyone knows Mario is cool as fuck. Horrible opening. But who knows what he's thinking? Who knows why he crushes turtles? To save the princess also gross? And why do we think about him as fondly as we think of the mythical, non-existent Dr. Pepper? What? Perchance. You can't just say perchance. I believe... Nope, don't say that. Just cut that. It was Kant who said, Experience without theory is blind, but theory without experience is mere intellectual play. Mario exhibits experience by crushing turts all day long. Stop, just, just stop it. But he exhibits theory by stating, Let's-a go. Keep it up, baby. He doesn't say that. When Mario leaves his place of safety to stomp a turdy... Again, stop. He knows he may die. Okay. And yet, for a man who can purchase lives with money, a life becomes a mere store of value. A tax that can be paid for. Much as a rich man feels, any law with a fine is a price. Fine? We think of Mario as a hero but he is simply a one percenter. Why are we saying this? Of a more privileged variety, the life kind, perchance. What? And stop with perchance. <laughs> this was from February 18th of 22. This dude This is two days ago. This. Yeah. And here's what I need to say. I, have you ever had a philosophy class? Yeah. I, I was not expecting it to be as... Uh, Awful? Yeah. Yeah. It sucked a whole lot. I thought we were just going to be like talking, but it was mostly these research papers and I hated every minute of it. Genuinely, for those of you that are in school and maybe you're about to come up to a philosophy class or you're Don't. in a philosophy class... Have you realized that it's just reading a bunch of texts from old white men? There, there's no crushing turts. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I think that like the end of this episode, my philosophy class was quite the fever dream. And I genuinely don't remember much of it. But I do remember that it was my only evening class when I was in college, 7 p.m. And every part of it was just so dry and boring when what I thought it was going to be was this thoughtful new outlook on the world and getting you to think differently about your existence. No, that's not what it is at all. No, it was writing papers about other people's philosophy, which if you just put that in the, the class title, I never would have taken it. That's pretty much what every other class was. Just write about what other people wrote about <laughs> college did you now this can be unrelated to philosophy perchance do you have any tips any college tips that maybe it's a, a tip that you used just the tip when you were in college if i had to recommend something to all the uh, all the people going to college first off make sure you want to be there because if you don't, it's a huge money suck. It will drain you of many resources that year and 10 years, 20 years down the line. So make sure you want to be there because if you don't, literally just take all of that money, those thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and go gamble it. Seriously, bet on something else because it might be more fun and you actually might 
turn out for the better. Yeah, My and second you're probably option... going to lose a lot of bodily fluids as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely sign up for the student health care plan. My second thing is that if you do choose to go to college, go to all of your classes because if you don't, you're going to skip a couple because maybe you'd rather play World Elden of Ring. Elden yeah, Ring. something yeah. on a Thursday rather than go to class. And then the next Tuesday, you have a test and you have no idea. And so what you have to do is go up to the professor after awkwardly just staring at this blue sheet of paper and not writing anything and say like, hey, listen, I fucked up. <laughs> I wasn't here <laughs> the past couple weeks and I have no idea what this test is about. I like you <laughs> like the subject matter can you give me a second chance and they will give you a d not that d <laughs> damn Although for some <laughs> well, Symmet- well yeah. <laughs> symmetrically inclined people can get either d just it's really your choice at that point mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. lucky son of a bitches speaking of people though who might be getting better grades aka not d's nuts Turns out that 26% of Americans ages 18 and up didn't have sex over the past 12 months, according to a 2021 general social survey. This is in r slash science this week. There's the the cliche side of me that hears that and says, wow, it fucking sucks to be you guys. <laughs> this guy but, fucks. <laughs> but then there's, then there's the part of me that goes... Why, why you gotta why you gotta play my past like that, you assholes? Why why are you why are you googling me? Why are you going to page two on the search results? <laughs> <laughs> it's a photo of me and it says this dude fucks, and then it's just the teacher crossing out <laughs> fucks and says stop. No, he doesn't. Stop. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so. Last year's survey was also the first time that the percentage of Americans who had sex once a month or less topped 50%. In 1989, for example, 35% of American adults had sex once a month or less. Now, this is uh, all from a CNN article. So some of this has to do with fewer people getting married and an aging population, but that doesn't explain all of it. Among married couples under the age of 60, 26% had sex once a month or less in 2021. Whereas in 1989, it was 12%. The 1980s really were better for sex. Okay, I have some theories. I'm going to throw it all on the wall like all those people with penises are doing with their semen. Listen, (laughs) the 1980s was kind of a re-enlightenment, if you will. You had just gotten done with the 70s. Everybody's coming back together after the Vietnam War. Television is peaking it has incredible i mean incredible music but that's it really right you have music cocaine drugs (laughs) that's that's definitely involved but you don't you don't have this craze of social media and and access to information the same way that we do today so what do you turn to for entertainment you go out and you drink you go out to clubs you listen to dance music and you fuck yeah i mean i mean there was no OnlyFans in the 80s. There wasn't there was, Pornhub. There was phone sex, but, uh, but there's Backpage. About it. You could call a number and talk to somebody. Now, uh, a good side of this, depending on how you're looking at this, uh, could be that the divorce rate is dropping. So on one hand, people are getting married and staying married longer. But on the other hand, as the cliche goes, we all know what happens when you get married. You typically have less sex. <laughs> Yeah, it is a bit of a cliche. I think that 
a lot of this can be put into two different camps, a positive and a negative. Positively, there are more things to occupy our brain. Video games, more television, music, more Living media. In mom's basement. Sure. I think that in many ways, social media has pulled us away from human interaction, but also brought us closer. But I think the real reason is I think people's bar of what they expect has gone up. As it should. Yeah. We're not just settling for people who are at the bars anymore. We're actively posting all of our horrible Tinder interactions online so people can give us feedback. But do you think to a certain extent people are willing to pass up those people that might be a good match for them? But they said, ah, they don't have the right look. They don't dress the right way. They don't have the job. They're not six foot. It's not eight inches. (laughs) I'm fine. Mini bananas, regular bananas too. (laughs) It's still just potassium. (laughs) Yeah, I think standards are higher now and I think they should be higher. But I read an article the other day about somebody who was, I think, going into their 30s and hadn't really dated in a while and didn't see a future spouse or partner in upcoming anytime soon. And so they were contemplating, honestly, just like riding the single horse for the rest of their life. If that person is single and hung like a horse, I doubt, I I doubt. It was a woman. She's got a horse cock. Speaking of women who might surprise you, this week in the subreddit, (laughs) today I learned this happened a few days ago, but it says George Miller, who wrote Mad Max, had his wife Margaret edit Mad Max Fury Road. Miller said that she had never cut an action movie before, and he said if it was edited by the usual kind of guy... It would look like every other action movie we see. She went on to win an Oscar for her editing in the film. Wow. (laughs) I can't say that I've seen this movie, but... Excuse me? Scott, are you telling me you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I... I, Sorry, bad ears. Did I hear Fury Road was edited by his wife? I thought you were saying the original Mad Max. No, the newest film. Oh, Wow. You know, that, the one yeah, that, that won Best Picture, Best Everything yeah. that year that it came out. I don't think it won Best Picture, did it? Okay. Mad Max may not have won Best Picture, but it was nominated. <laughs> it was nominated for Best yeah. Director, Cinematographer, and won Best Costume Design, Film Editing, Makeup and Hairstyling, Production Design, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, and was also nominated for Best Visual Effects, which it should have won, you fucking hypocrites. No, I mean... Wow, I couldn't have told you that this was a, a rookie editor. She she must have just taken what like a, a lynda.com course on how to do Avid or whatever the <laughs> whatever video editing software she chose. I'm about to school Scott here for a second. Scott. What? While Margaret Sixel might be George Miller's wife, she has edited many film, including oh, Mad Max Fury Road, Happy Feet, Babe, and the list goes on so she is a professional editor she's definitely a professional editor the comment is meant to say that this was an approach where we said let's break away from the film norms and just have the same set of dudes do the editing and let's be creative and allow somebody else to flourish and i think it's a great example of somebody who 
said, we can do something more here. You know, now that I think about it, the shot selection in Babe was very similar to Mad Max Fury Road. That fiery vehicle scene in the in the sand. Man, I can taste the bacon. Scott, do you have any films that you've seen where you've found something out surprising about that film later that just made you fall in love with it more? I think one of the biggest wow moments for me in the last decade was finding out that one actor played both brothers in The Social Network by Aaron Sorkin. You thought the Winklevoss twins were actually twins? Why would you not just hire, you know, two dudes like they did in Harry Potter to play the Weasley twins? Why would you go through this work to film it twice? It's because Army Hammer came in and basically uh, Jonah Hilled him. He said, (laughs) he's like, you don't need to get twins. I want to be a part of this. I will do two roles for the price of one. And you can only pay, you only have to pay me (laughs) $60,000. And D's nuts. I don't have a movie per chance, but I do have a series. I've I've been on a really big Star Trek kick lately, and I've just been rewatching all the shows. It makes me enjoy them a whole lot more when I see bigger actors who have had cameos back in the day when they were kind of just starting out in their careers. So Sarah Silverman popped up in a random Star Trek episode, and I was just like, oh. And she just plays like this astronomy nerd, and this was way before... Her comedy career must have taken off or her acting career and just little things like that that make me think like, ah, this this is something where like if you were an actor who was trying to make it big, you would still go into one of my favorite shows of all time and you didn't really care uh, whether how it made you look or what it would look like on the resume. That's how I feel every time I see Patton Oswalt show up in a one off character in a show like (laughs) Parks and Rec. I love Patton Oswalt, but I think he's got to stop showing up in so much stuff when it comes to comic book stuff. You don't know. No spoilers, but he's influenced several of the past, I don't know, three or four major films and TV shows that have come out recently. And it's just, it's getting old. He's a national treasure, all right? Like Nicolas Cage. (laughs) I swear to God, if he's in that movie, I'm never watching TV again. But speaking of people that you might find unbearable, this week in news, a 500-pound bear known as Hank the Tank breaks into another Lake Tahoe home, lost all fear of people. According to CBS News, a 500-pound bear broke into a home in South Lake Tahoe on Friday, and this isn't the first time. The bear is known as Hank the Tank. He's broken into dozens of homes, Willie, and it's become quite the problem for locals. How does he get in? And who taught him how to how to pick locks? He apparently likes to break windows and just crawl through. Squeezes in like doesn't matter how, how small the window is. He somehow finds a way. Now, uh, I get it. And this is also while people are home. Oh, can you, could the you The family imagine? was home. No. Can you imagine sitting imagine. down for dinner? You have a bowl of meatballs, Swedish meatballs from an Ikea just on the road. Why and Hank comes in and goes, there. that's not a big enough size of porridge for me. I'm going to go to the neighbors. (laughs) Willie, how do you handle this 500-pound bear problem? I think we're forgetting an inalienable right of ours, which is to bear arms. (laughs) I say you murk it. You just, you chop the arms off. Good luck, Hank, getting through that window. You're just going to have to slide in like a snake. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, it's, it's technically even for us to 
to shoot at him because we both have bare arms at that point. We have the right to Hank's arms. Not the oh, whole thing. Okay. Just <laughs> just the arms. <laughs> and guillotine. Now, are you consuming the bear meat, Scott, or are you letting it walk away? Am I eating Hank's arms in front of him? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> it's like soylent bear. No, are you are you are you going to leave the bear for dead? Like are you going to kill it or are you going to let it go? Oh no, I'm going to feast on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like like a true Gen Z, Scott's going straight for eating ass. Uh, well, waste not, want not. I mean, 500 pounds of bear meat probably feeds a whole town, the whole South Lake Tahoe town. And somehow your mom's so big that 500 pounds of meat is still not big enough for her. Hey, I just want to check in real quick about how my melatonin's doing. I am struggling. <laughs> You're fighting it? You're fighting it back? I'm Your fighting eyes. so hard, man. Sun's getting real low there, buddy. <laughs> well, in that case, we should probably pause this story and get to this week's upvotes and downvotes. Well, Scott, because I'm feeling a little down just in the moment. <laughs> Overall, I'm feeling pretty good. But energy-wise, I just want to <laughs> bring you down to earth a little. And I'm going to start with a downvote. I don't want to do this. Please don't make me do this. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry, but it happens. And this week's downvote comes from Made Me Smile. And it says, my daughter <laughs> was wearing a flannel hoodie. So I said, hey, the 90s called. And she replied, yeah, because they couldn't text. And God damn it, am I getting really <laughs> tired of my kids owning me. <laughs> I read that one this week. I love that one. It's so good. I also read something that was talking about the Super Bowl and how somebody was watching the game and saying, oh, my God, I'm so happy that the NFL finally decided to put on a real artist. They're not doing Paul McCartney. They're not doing The Who. They're doing a like these bands that I know and I love, not these old people. My God. <laughs> yeah, there was a flood of social media posts of kids recording their parents dancing to the halftime show and they were all embarrassed of course but yeah ugh, i think we've reached that stage where dr dre and snoop dogg are the uh, the prince and paul mccartney's of our generation now i i remember a moment in high school thinking there is no way that these lyrics, that this music is going to be something that I am going to regale the younger audience, potentially my kids or grandkids or nieces and nephews. I am going to tell them about this wonderful song called Get Low or To the Windows, <laughs> To the Wall. <laughs> and now I think of those songs as just nursery rhymes compared to what we're listening to today. I mean, if you go back and listen to some of the lyrics, they're pretty bad. Like, you probably shouldn't let your kids listen to that music anyway, <laughs> at least until they're old enough. Well, my downvote of the week is is a little shocking. So I just, I just don't yawn, don't yawn, don't you're falling asleep. Fall no, asleep I'm fine. The wheel fine. here. Car drives itself. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, you know your favorite uh, monarch from across the sea, Princess Diana. Right. Well, uh, her step Harry and. They're not. They, no, they lost their titles. They they got stripped, and not in the good way. But the queen has COVID, Willie. I saw this. 
95 years old and Prince Charles is going going for the throne. It's, it's just a mockery. Everything that's happening over there from is it Prince Charles that's having all the craziness going on right now? Uh, Andrew. Andrew's the one that was, uh, you know, we don't, you know, we don't talk about Andrew. No, no. Doing the unquestionables. How are you going to react when the queen dies? Is it going to be a day of mourning? Is it going to be a day of unfortunate celebration? I don't think it's going to be that for me. We're from the colonies, Willie. We're just going to be like, oh, okay, sad. I, I, I feel the same sad. way generally when anybody... <laughs> generally when anybody who's uh, way more famous than me passes away, I kind of feel a, a, just a general sense of sadness because we're all mortal and death comes for us all one day. Just like sleep is coming for you right now. Holy shit. That stuff works really well. People uh, who are listening to the podcast, you can't see his face, but like he is struggling. He's doing the like too tired to drive, shouldn't be on the road, but still has a couple more hours to go kind of situation. <laughs> Slap in the face, you know? Meanwhile, he's yeah. just adding minutes, minutes on. He's taking minutes away from my life right now as I struggle <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> Speaking Quickly, of struggling to be alive, what? <laughs> Speaking of struggling to be alive, Scott, this week, my upvote says teachers are so much more than just educators. Now, you might be asking yourself, trying to stay alive, the fuck? This post says, shout out to my Arabic teacher that looked at us yesterday mid-lesson and said, I'm worried you all look exhausted and depressed. Of course, we're all like, uh, yeah, we're all dead inside. Have you not noticed? <laughs> so and he snapped. Sad, true. Shut the textbook, threw up his hands, and said, that's not healthy. No more vocab. Time for dancing. And he taught us a dance from Iraq, and we danced instead of doing vocab. We didn't stop dancing until he saw all of us laughing and was satisfied that we were all feeling better. It was perhaps the coolest, most kind-hearted thing I have ever seen in a college instructor. And honestly, this is my BAMF of the day. You want to have sex with an Arabic teacher? I mean... Wait, what does BAMF mean? Badass motherfucker. I know what it means. It's awesome that he took the time to like recognize his students as human beings and not just uh, you know numbers in the classroom like a lot of professors might do. Kudos to him. Awesome. Awesome person. Well, my final upvote of the week is from Jokes. A vegan said to me that people who sell meat are disgusting. And I said, people who sell fruit and vegetables are grosser. All right, Willie's tired. That's still got a, still got a, a little bit got, of a laugh you, out of him. A, a breathy no, noise. That was, uh, I know you're all groaning at home. Many of you probably just turned off the show. But uh, stay for the comments. Ooh. My son is taking part in a social experiment where he has to wear a t-shirt that says, go vegan for two weeks and see how people react. So far, he has been punched, spit on, and had a bottle thrown at him. I'm curious to see what happens to him when he goes outside. <laughs> <sighs> that's a that's a really good food-related pun, Scott. But, you know, what did the baby corn say to its mom? I don't know. What did the baby corn say to its mom? Where's my popcorn? Insert laugh track. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Find more of us on our socials. And remember... No matter what you're into, whether it's sneaky animals, I took a picture, the 10th dentist, or deciding to be better. 
There's a sub for that.